all of the voter suppression that we're dealing with right now is uh, yes. It, yes. it started after the corrupt bargain of 1876 yep. and the end of Reconstruction. Yeah. Like the, the they say that the North won the war, but the South won the peace. Yeah. And a lot oh, 100%. of hundred percent, yeah, no and, doubt about and that. Yeah. A whole lot of shit that we deal with today is because of the events of not the Civil War, but the Reconstruction yeah. after a Civil War, and the fact that we lost that is largely because Rutherford B's Hayes. <laughs> What up, world? And welcome back to another episode of the Amer Podcast, episode 147. Today is Friday, May 7th, 2021. I love Friday. Yeah. Happy Friday, everybody. We've got the original crew in the house with us this evening. And uh, we're we're gonna I, I know it's been a little while since we we've uh, dropped by, but we're going to play another game today, and I, we're all excited about it, so hope you enjoy it as well. But first, introduce the crew. In reverse today, our West Coast correspondent, Tyler Grillo, out oh, in the Bay Area. Going first today. Yeah. How's it going, sir? Going pretty well. Um, just, you know, been continuing finishing, I almost put in my, put in my grapes. Uh, my grapevines, and I'm putting up the trellis. Uh, yeah, feeling good. Spring is sprung, you know. I'm sprung because spring is sprung. So, you know. <laughs> for everybody, like a penis nice. joke yep. on your bingo card. You can go ahead and mark that one. <laughs> right you should there. always have that on your bingo card. Always. I, I thought Tyler was referring to his man bun, but oh, so, that could oh. could be it too. Yep. Also with us out in the Denver metro area, John Anderson. How are you today, sir? I'm good. Happy it's Friday. We're going to play hockey games. We're playing two games against Air Force next weekend. I'm fucking pumped. It's going to be interesting, though. We've never played them before. They're a brand new team. So we shall Is this have your first game? It, yeah, first game all season. The season's technically oh. over. These are just scrimmages. But mm-hmm. it'll be the first two games we've played. So we're doing a home-and-home home next weekend. It's going to be awesome. Nice. Fun times, man. That's great. Glad that but, they yeah. get back out on the ice again. I'm so glad actually players are going to get a game. Just, yeah, just practices. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be interesting. We know nothing about them, so here we go. Start game doing on. your research. Well, yeah. is, it, you... is it going to, uh, when you have to do the home down at Air Force, John, is it going to bring back bad memories of that time we did our hockey camp down there? No, dude, it's going to bring, I love that camp. I was, <laughs> I was telling uh, a friend some stories about that the other day. So I love that, um, listeners, we did an Air Force hockey camp and, and uh, there's all these different sports going on at the same time. They all ate lunch in the hockey rink when we were on the ice. And that was one of my favorite things in the world was having like, all those people watching us practice. <laughs> True, yeah. Yep. That was fun. That was great. It's we only got too. a little bit to, of trouble. It's good to perform under those circumstances, you know, with all those people watching you. Also, shout, shout out to Austin Campbell, who almost got in a fight with an offensive lineman That's uh, right. at the football camp. That was good shit. And then he just sure did. like mind ninja'd him like he, you know, would do with other people. Talk circles around him until he basically, yeah, Austin talked circles around him until he was like, basically, oh, no, that actually totally makes sense. I shouldn't be angry. It was awesome. You're pretty cool. It was awesome. He was like, you want to go outside? And Austin was like, dude, you're going to eat me. And it was like, (laughs) (laughs) you took that as a compliment, but he was actually calling you kind of fat, I think. (laughs) Shout out to Austin Campbell. 
also with us out in the Denver metro area, Mr. John Kelly. How are you today, sir? Good, good. Glad to be back. <laughs> nice to have you. Brett, man of few words. John Anderson created a nice bracket for us, uh, and I'm going to let him describe the rules of the engagement. Games, games. Because because this is an audio medium, let me hold up the bracket. So we're going to do a bracket. We are... Um, Vaguely calling this the, let's say, most important people in American history, most impactful people in American history. And to make it kind of fun, we have uh, split them up. One side of the bracket are what we are calling heroes. The other side of the bracket is what we are calling villains. So we are going to play out the hero side of the bracket and then the villain side of the bracket. And then we're going to have a good old fashioned dark versus light showdown versus Abraham Lincoln and somebody else, I would imagine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jumping the gun a bit, just there, assuming Lincoln's coming yeah, out. Geez, Lincoln's the geez. number one seed. Yeah, let's see how that plays out. Listeners, we also just want to stay up front. There's only 16 slots. These are like relatively popular names in more um, common U.S. history. Not all of them, but many of them. There are many people on here who we could argue, and maybe we will do round two. So you can leave us comments to let us know who those are. This could be a more diverse group, but this is just the one we're going 100%. with for today, yeah. just to get it started, just to get a feel for it. Okay. All yeah, right. This is version one. There's yeah. no reason we can't do two, three, four, and have the winners face off. 154. What we're saying is we're really hoping you're going to write in and tell us how angry you are that we, you know, forgot Strom Thurmond or whoever. (laughs) So (laughs) please do that. We would really like it. Just don't leave us a a one-star rating. Yeah. Strom Thurmond, great or greatest senator? Uh, I mean, he's the only senator that matters, right? Yeah, touche. He's like right. he's That's above right. greatest. He's See, the only example, one I know. I wanted Ella Baker <laughs> on there, and she didn't get on there. So you know, we all have ones that we did. So you know, we'll have future rounds. We'll have. We'll, we will. We'll do this more. Please let us know if you have any themes that you would like us to to do, and we'll build out that bracket, <laughs> or just build us a bracket. I would love that even more. John, John, yeah. yeah. Get it going. Mr. Anderson loves his brackets. So if, brackets, if you did that, he would be delighted. There's some order and sense to them, right? There you go. Uh, so it's vaguely want... reminiscent of us sitting around in high school ranking different things as we <laughs> sat around and played <laughs> yeah, video games. So do you want to run down the both the two sides or do you want to just um, we'll get there? As, let's as let's we go. introduce them as we go. Let's like build some yeah. suspense. Yeah. Right? Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good to um, me. So I guess we'll start in the top left because we're American English speakers, and why right. would we not do that? Uh, this is this is the hero side of the bracket. Um, this is uh, number one seed and number one in our hearts, Abraham Lincoln, uh, <laughs> versus <laughs> Benjamin Franklin, the eighth seed. I'm very disappointed that he had eighth seed. I mean, who would you replace him with, though? Uh, we don't uh, have I mean, to get I to guess, that debate, but we're, I, we're I can see an argument be. for yeah, yeah. So you know, could be could be higher, I guess, but we'll have to see who you would replace him with as we go. Well, I would also suggest that he might be the highest because uh, you know there is <laughs> there is the rumor that uh, this is my argument. I'm I'm just letting you know I'm voting for Ben Franklin in this round because. He really introduced smoking marijuana and taking naked showers to the American people, and I'd say that is very, very impactful on American history. So that's yeah. that's better than the land grant college act. Yep. Yeah. Marijuana I mean, or, or marijuana. the homestead act. Number one ca- cash crop in the world. 
It's way better than smoking marijuana and taking a shower with your clothes on. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Do you think the Confederate States of America would have legalized marijuana before the federal government? Good question. <laughs> well, that's for it. I don't know if that's this podcast, but that is actually oof. a great question. Yeah. Yes. That's for another break. Probably. Probably. Yeah, probably. You probably. Think, yes, the Confederate States would have legalized marijuana before I think the it, I think US it would be federal a different, government. I, if they had been able to break away from the yeah. Union and form their own government. I mean, they'd still have slaves, but they probably would have legal free weed. Um, I don't I know think, about that. I, I think that I think that they would have probably capitalized on the cash crop of yeah, marijuana. That's itself. the thing. But the flip side that's of that point. is that marijuana makes you be like, I don't know. Seems like you're not chill having slaves. So maybe it wouldn't have worked out. <laughs> well, but that's the thing point. is, it, 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 that's the thing is, it would bring about their. Maybe it would have been better that way, you know, because it would have fallen apart. Demise, yeah, of, exactly. <laughs> Or we could have just freed the slaves in the 1800s, like Lincoln did. Hundred percent. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna reel us back into the uh, to the debate at hand. And Tyler, I like I like your argument. Um, I will also I also will say that uh, Benjamin Franklin was a cool dude. I'd probably rather hang out with Ben Franklin on just like like a party night. Or something, I don't know. Uh, you know, he, he was like he uh, as, as French as French ambassador. He went to uh, Paris and kind of tore it up. True, became right? like a celebrity on the streets there because he was kind of a wild child, which is pretty sweet. I do like that. Uh, famous for inventing energy, right? With the uh, lightning and the key. I mean, I um, like the fact that he's a scientist, right? Like yes, a legit 100%. scientific dude with scientific. He like, almost uh, killed himself with lightning. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's he's a legit guy. He just also didn't save the union. Yeah, he is a deist, <laughs> man. He's a deist, which is great. But and that's and that's why I wanted to get into Lincoln. Lincoln as the first seed is is interesting, um, and also probably legitimate um, as a first seed overall. Um, Who else really is hard. It's, be? It, 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 it's hard to argue against Abraham Lincoln as potentially the most important person in American history because there would not be a United States today had he not been elected when he was elected. There's a very good chance that the Civil War didn't happen the way that it happened, um, and there's a very good chance that there would be no union or us sitting in Colorado would be in some – in California probably would be part of the what ended up being the North, but Colorado may not be. We might be part of the Southern states. Uh, or like some weird – like borderlands. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, obviously, Lincoln was president during probably our tumult- most tumultuous time as an agent. So Ben Franklin did help get French uh, support during the Revolutionary War, which was important. And maybe you can like scatter that a little bit, like the existential argument. But then it's like, I mean, no. He, you're not as important as Lincoln in that story of like saving the union, even I, if I will say that Benjamin Franklin was the first postmaster general. And if it was. wasn't for his outstanding organization abilities and his prowess in delivering mail, I don't know if Abraham Lincoln would have had a very good country to run. Uh, <laughs> now we're like, talking like, I love how you're our post office stand. Yeah. <laughs> always bring it back to the post office just bring it back to the post office baby i love it should we vote should we vote on this we should vote we should we should vote i vote for lincoln 
I vote for Lincoln as well. I vote for Ben Franklin. <laughs> I've been Franklin too. Oh, no! What the fuck? <laughs> we got a tie in the first round. Oh my Job, God, what's the tiebreaker? <laughs> This is like, what is it like when George Morris beats fucking Duke or whatever? And you're like, what are we even doing here? Flip that penny. All right. Because I mean, I love Ben Franklin as, yeah, I love Ben Franklin as a founding father, but he wouldn't even be my first founding father in terms of ranks. Close. (laughs) So I can't vote for him over Abraham Lincoln. All right. Flip that coin. Obviously heads is Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Heads is Abraham Lincoln. I swear to fucking God. I mean, no. No, just what is it? Blake, what is it? It's it's tails. No, it's not. (laughs) Ah, What is this? I quit. I'm rage quitting. Okay, well, John said he might flip the table at some point tonight, so we'll see if that happens. Listen, I'm I don't know. I'm willing to revoke. I'm willing to change my vote because I was a little bit of a. It's over. All right, it's over. The buzzer sounded. See, this is the problem, everybody. Everyone listening, this is the problem with protest votes. This is the problem. (laughs) Yeah, don't do a protest vote because then Trump gets elected. That's fair. All right, Benjamin Franklin moves on to the semis. Okay, I'm serious though. I'm genuine in my postmaster general statement. So, oh, I know, Blake. I know you are. Let's go to see if John can like not fume through the whole rest of this. Let's go. You know that John, John's favorite the, was is already out. It's already out. That's who yeah. he called to win it. So the the emoji where that red guy's head explodes. That's me for the rest of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Frederick Douglass, rank number you, two. Can I just say that's why you never put your favorite first man. I mean, <laughs> it's Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, I was. I I don't think it's a bad seating. He yeah. ran. He ran up against the buzzsaw, the party animal. The postmaster general that is Ben Franklin. So yeah. let's move on. <laughs> Frederick yeah. Douglass, number two, uh, ranked number two against Ida B. Wells, uh, who was a founding member of the NAACP. Yep. Um, so I mean, it's a good fucking one. rad. Uh, Frederick Douglass is like one of the most accomplished like speakers to the American soul, I guess I would say. Like he uh is just a major, major uh, person who told us who we were, I think, uh, in really important ways. And also, yeah, a very, very important person in the uh, movement, you know, first abolish slavery and then afterwards and Mm -hmm. reconciliation and the growth of what would turn into 20th century America. Um, A very important person in the history of historically black colleges. Um, very important in terms of the ideal of uh, education as a way to bring up a section of the population. Um, somewhat hotly contested and debated by other people within that movement at the time. Um, some people thought he was not radical enough and perhaps bended the knee a little bit too much to the idea of white society and how African-Americans should fit into that. Um, and then, yeah, Ida B. Wells, good choice. I did not expect her to be on the list when you first sent it out, John, but I think it's a really great choice. Yeah. Thank like you. you said, found, found one of the founding members of the NAACP, um, what you might call a, uh, kind of proto 20th century feminist too. Yep. Very interested in women's rights, very interested in rights of peoples in general. So yeah. Yeah. 
also it's a, a tough one. It's a tough also, one. You're also a journalist and um, yeah. yeah, did a lot of work to reform, doing reforms around like governmental reforms around lynching law, like making, you know, lynching to be illegal. Um, yeah, personally, I think that the founding of the NAACP as an organization, like organizing, like, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to say like, which way is it like, you know, moving someone's soul in a certain way versus organizing. Those are two very important things. It's hard to say. Well, the abolitionist movement was pretty important in yeah. you know, ending slavery, too. <laughs> also true. Also <laughs> true. Um, this is a tough one. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, this is tough. I, I might say Ida B. Wells, but I'm honestly, it's a toss up for me. Yeah, I actually, I don't know who I'm going to vote for on any of the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> bracket nice. it was lincoln and then it was everybody else and john yeah, yeah. exactly uh, i don't understand i mean like to me this is it's like you don't even you just put lincoln at number one and then you have the discussion but anyways we don't need to go back <laughs> <laughs> all right who are we going for, for? for you rewrite history mm-hmm. which uh-huh. we just did and it's insane and <laughs> burned down the podcast <laughs> blake uh comments what's your thoughts I mean, as much as I like Frederick Douglass, I don't, I just don't feel like he was as monumental to a movement. Um, but maybe I'm wrong in that. Uh, so I'd have to say that it's going to be uh, Miss Wells. I mean, Blake, two I two think, straight underdog picks. Like uh, it. I, like I it. too am going to vote for Ida B. Wells. I like the argument that the NAACP into the 20th century and its importance. Obviously, abolition very important as well. But I, you know, voting on the impact to today, uh, I think is that's what that's yeah, that's yeah. how I was feeling. All right. Well, she take Kelly. Do you want to throw in, even though that'd be well takes it. Right. Yeah. Since you're voting, I was going to vote for Frederick Douglass. So that's a, that's a three to one victory for Wells, and very very well earned. Bam. All right. Well, we have a another upset. Hot damn. Damn, here we go. Is this, is, is, this is more of a reflection on the seating process by you, John. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is obviously my problem for putting Abraham Lincoln number one. Uh, all right. Martin Luther King Jr., third rank, respectable, coming in strong. Stumbled a couple times in the regular season, you know, but doing all right. Uh, and then our girl, Eleanor Roosevelt. Uh, first ambassador to the UN. Um, very, very monumental in uh, the uh, New Deal, the dealing with the Great Depression, uh, fighting World War II, uh, major feminist icon, um, pretty yeah. freaking rad. Also a really uh, tough one. Yeah, really I would recommend um, Doris Kearns Goodwin's biography on the Roosevelt's. Also, it's really good. I think it might be called the Roosevelt's, um, but it, yeah, it, it is right. yeah. a both good. both about Franklin and Eleanor. Yeah. Focuses a lot on Eleanor. You know, it's like she gets equal time, uh, and it's it's really worth reading. And yeah, yeah. And it, 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 it says rocks. it says a good amount. I think about probably our thought process about the 20th century and what's important here in the 21st. That she makes the list instead of FDR. Yeah, um, because you know you were right. She's she's a she is an early feminist icon. I mean her her work on the rights of human beings and civil rights for all peoples is very important. As the first ambassador to the UN, it's 
yeah. a big deal. It's a very yeah. big deal in what she stood for. I think that's yep. a really good point, the UN piece. I think I'm going to vote for MLK simply because cause I think it's really close, but because now I will hope in a few years maybe we could do this bracket again because I would vote a different way. Uh, but if we're talking about like lasting impact, unfortunately, a lot of the things that happened inside of the New Deal have now been stripped away or and otherwise uh, refurbished. So unfortunately, the era of big government is over. Yeah. As Democratic President Bill Clinton said. Yes. By the way, it's coming back, baby. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. In a couple of years, I might vote differently, but in terms of lasting impact, because people were like, if people realize, oh, remember that? Remember Make America Great? When? When? Oh, when there was a bunch of socialist policies. Um, right. In the 50s, yeah. when everybody was <laughs> was actively getting more money. When there from was the like 500 tax brackets, brackets yeah. all the way up to 90%, and we built the fucking uh, interstate system, and yeah. we uh started the space race and made all of these public investments that we're still reaping the benefits of today you mean that yeah. awesome socialist program <laughs> yeah. we should go back to yeah maybe that but i'm gonna but in terms of lasting impact i mean just being still in the you know in the of our, of our modern uh civil rights movement i'm gonna go with mlk although of course there are many other leaders we can talk about inside of that movement as well hey, um, exactly and i know that we had some some rumblings about potentially putting malcolm x in as yes, well yeah, as another yeah. Person. sorry jordan um which I think it would have been a fantastic conversation. Him and MLK had very different stances towards the end of their well, the end of their careers before they were both assassinated. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, right. I'm with you, Tyler. I, I think the vote um, at this point, as great as Eleanor Roosevelt was, MLK's it, impact on America is is too great to out outvote him on this one. So he gets my vote. Uh, I'm voting for Eleanor. Uh, one, because, uh, I'm, I'm making a bet on globalism and therefore her being the, uh, so it's, it's a little bit of a futures pick, but, um, the, uh, her being the first ambassador to the UN will be marked as a bigger deal as we go forward. Uh, also there are no rules anymore. And so I'm voting for the lower seats because fuck you guys. <laughs> That's fair. Ooh, you gotta, John, this is America. You got to vote with your heart. You got to vote with what I'm you think. I'm voting with my heart on this one. If you can at least like make a decent point to back up your vote, then it's fine. <laughs> you in, Which baby. You yep. Yeah. And she's feminist and yeah, just fucking rad. She also was very likely not straight. Um, which I think yep. is an interesting component to her legacy too. And I hope, uh, becomes like more, uh, known and, and is viewed more positively. Um, mm-hmm. so, cause that's not something that I was like aware of when, you know, like in high school talking about her or whatever. Uh, but oh, she yeah, that was def- that was, yeah, that was definitely a reading more in college type of thing. Yeah. That's not like a high school yeah. fact. The fact that, yeah. you know, but, when FDR was sleeping around on her, she started yeah. Basically, a lifelong, well, continued yeah, yeah. a lifelong friendship with someone who very likely was her partner, really, yep. her soulmate, right? Her best yep. friend. And yeah. Yep. Uh, they had a, I mean, it, one of the really interesting components of that uh, biography is just understanding their relationship was extremely complicated. And then you throw in uh, FDR's polio and her taking care of him. And then she was uh, his eyes and ears during the great depression she would go out and report back to him about everything that was going on it was a really important piece of his used to ability. Ro- she used to road trip around with that same exactly, friend i was yeah. talking about just yeah. two women driving around 
in yeah. in the thirties. And she'd like, like go around, into a factory is, and be like, "Tell yeah. me about some shit," and then she'd report it back to FDR. And, yeah, and like that was a really big deal for him to understand what was going on, and he couldn't do it because of his health. So right. you know, like again, that biography is great, and and um, another reason to vote for Eleanor. Well, Blake, who is it going to be? Who is it going to be? I'm convinced. Eleanor. Agent Eleanor. of chaos. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Flip that All right. Coin, we're going to flip it. We've got the coin. Heads is... Uh, heads is Martin. Okay. Heads is Martin. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll do heads to higher seed. That's heads. Martin That's heads. advances. All right. Okay. Go. Go. All right. All right. All right. All right. I, I could uh, I could feel your anticipation from here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have our uh four five seed matchup. We have Harriet Tubman Tubman, uh leader of the Underground Railroad, and then we have our boy Alexander Hamilton, who I believe is best known for being a rap star. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Today, Maybe shooting somebody is, at some yeah. point. Um getting shot by somebody at shot. some point. Oh, yeah, he, but, yeah. Oh, Oh yeah, because I actually I haven't watched Hamilton, which is maybe bad. Didn't he? Boo! Get, what are did, you doing with your life? Didn't he get shot? Also, though, he didn't die, didn't they? No, he's married. Did, he, uh, did, they, yeah. did Alexander yeah. Burr miss? Did he miss? I thought no. That, Burr Burr killed. Or sorry, Hamilton. did Alexander Hamilton? Sorry, sorry. No, sorry. he did shoot. He he. If that's you right. That's the, play. the whole story. That's the whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 the yeah, way he shot. Or if, there's or if you've read a history book, it doesn't have to just be from the play Hamilton. I mean, I'm glad that people are following Hamilton's career. I don't know, I there's more some now. drama about it. I don't know. There, the whole play, there's a refrain of "I will not throw away my shot," and then he throws away his shot that's at right. the end of the end of it. Yeah. Wow, interesting. I haven't I haven't seen it, but it sounds like they were building up to that moment. <laughs> yeah, it turns out it's a pretty pretty capstone kind of moment. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I, uh, uh, so- I, I just I just want to start out and say here first that uh I was surprised that Hamilton was so high on the list as a fifth seed. As I, a fifth seed? Yeah, I thought that Franklin might be a higher seed when I saw them I both mean- in the list. First Treasury Secretary is pretty fucking important. Also aide de camp to to Washington during the revolution. Also pretty fucking important. Uh, so, I mean, I think he, again, think again, he, it's still not, in, it's still not even in the top five of my founding fathers. So really, um, yeah, him, him and Franklin are just outside of it. They're probably like six. Maybe so that's not true. They're like four five or five. No, 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 this is a different. Stop. This is a different, yeah, it's a different conversation. Next podcast, everybody. Next podcast. <laughs> Kelly's top five founding fathers. All right. <laughs> I'm derailing us. Yeah, I apologize. Uh, yeah, this is an interesting one uh, because you're right. Very All the different. stuff you mentioned about Hamilton are very important. Uh, he's definitely a key a figure and a key player in the development of what we consider to be the federal government, right? In federal powers, uh, what the right role of the federal government should be. Um, his and his uh, participation in Federalist Papers and the arguments that surrounded there are still stuff that we're discussing today about what the proper role of the government is. Um, and then you it's have like adjacently a founding document, Federalist Papers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. For people who haven't read them um, or or really dove into what the Federalist Papers are, it's basically a big long debate about whether or not the Constitution should be passed. It's like <laughs> a, it's like if somebody annotated the the Constitution for you. Almost. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, and then on the other side, I mean, Harriet Tubman is a titanic historic figure, figure right? 
when yeah. it comes to historical figures. I mean, uh, the fact that she was influential in leading the Underground Railroad, which is arguably one of the most important civilian-based institutions in this country, when you look at the impact that they had, not only helping people escape slavery, but also giving hope to millions of people that were still held in bondage in the 1840s and 50s. Um, without that, without that, um, very hard to see that the type of action that happened in the 1860s, and then obviously all the issues that we've had with civil rights since then, likely what are the, doesn't happen without it. One of the precipitating uh, components of the Civil War is the Fugitive Slave Act, uh, which basically forced the North to return freed slaves right. to their Southern owners. And the North was like, go all the way to hell and fuck yourself. And right. then that's part of the the reason why we had the Civil War. And part of the reason why we had to have the Fugitive Slave Act is because of things like the Underground Railroad. Right. right. Yeah. It's basically a peaceful guerrilla movement. Yeah. Is what it yeah. is. Yeah, that's a great uh, way of un- putting it. Un- undermining yeah. uh, laws in the South, undermining political power in the south but she was also she was also a scout during the civil war for the for the north and apparently i I actually just was like she was apparently she's credited as the first female military leader to ever lead an assault for the u.s military really yeah she they like they like did a raid on something to free a bunch of slaves and she led it so she's credited to be yeah i I did not know they just found her house too oh yeah Um, right right I saw uh, an article about that today. Like, there's a t- there's a TV show called the Rail. Uh, um, yeah, I think it's called the Railroad, right? And it's about the Underground Railroad. I, I know that just came out too, um, and I I saw a little blurb about it on the interwebs that said it was definitely worth checking out, even if you've checked out yeah. other Underground Railroad content before. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna vote for her. I'm gonna vote for her. All all the all all uh, props to Alexander Hamilton for deciding to be a valiant gentleman and not fire his weapon. Uh, I vote for Hamilton because banks, basically. (laughs) (laughs) To put it very simply, that was he. uh, To me, he uh, is maybe. And Kelly, we should just have a whole podcast about this. But I, I think he his vision of America most closely matches our current vision out of any founding father. I think. And so uh, I, with that, I vote for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that you're right. And I, part of it is, um, might be considered prophetic in today's society, um, given the fact of where capitalism has gotten us and the importance of what a centralized monetary system can do um, and what central banks can do in orderly uh, structure of our monetary system. Um, and you know, a strong I, federal government. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but, I, yeah, I'm going to have to vote for Harriet Tubman on this one. Blake mm. Mannion. Blake Mannion's mm. our, our swing vote. He's like our mm. Justice Kennedy over here. <laughs> the guardrails, the guardrails <laughs> keeping us there. I like it. I'm gonna have to go with Hamilton as well, as much oh, as I let's absolutely go. love another coin flip. Coin flip. Let's go. Can we gen, flip gen, a twenty dollar bill? <laughs> and that's I mean, don't get me wrong, I love flipping coins, flip but that's tub, just man. my genuine the tubster. That's funny. Tails. 
tails goes That's to Hamilton. Hamilton. Well, okay. All right. Interesting. All right. Let's go. Here we go. All right. So to, to summarize the hero bracket, uh, and I think we should do the villain bracket next yeah, and then we'll move back. back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have an upset for the ages. We basically, uh, miracle on the bracket, Ben Franklin taking it seed number eight over Abraham Lincoln. I love turkeys. Uh, <laughs> you guys are turkey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Frederick Douglass lost in a, a just a, a valiant effort to Ida B. Wells. She she moves on, so we'll have a Franklin Wells mm-hmm. uh, uh, matchup coming mm-hmm. up, and then yep. we have uh, Martin Luther King just edging out Eleanor Franklin on a buzzer beater. Eleanor Roosevelt. Eleanor Roosevelt. Yes. Yeah. Eleanor uh-huh. Roosevelt sorry. And then uh, we have Harriet Tubman losing in another close one to Hamilton, which means we'll have uh, MLK up against uh, our boy Hamilton uh, next. Those are good ones. Those are good ones. Oh, yeah. There we go. All right. So we are going to move over to the villains bracket, which I feel like is going to be more fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, could be. Number one seed, Robert E. In case you didn't know, John thinks that the Civil War was important. It was important. It turns out. Uh, And then the eighth seed, General... Was he a general? He was a general. Colonel. No, he was a colonel. Colonel Colonel George Custer. Custer. Yes, sir. So Robert E. Lee, uh, leader of Southern forces in the uh, Civil War. Civil War. uh, Largely credited with making sure that that war actually was prolonged. Um, we, there's there, although the, the, the history is interesting on this because there's a lot of people turning on Lee and being like, actually, he kind of sucked, but, uh, he, he, I would say the more mainstream traditional thinking is that, uh, Robert E. Lee was offered command of the Northern forces at the beginning of the war. If he had taken that, then the war probably is not very long. Uh, but because he chose the South, we ended up with a gigantic shit show. Um, so yeah. I, I'm actually I'm actually kind of glad that you brought that up because it's it's one of the reasons that I immediately lean towards Lee as my vote here is oh, because yeah. <laughs> of the lasting impression that he's left on the southern states. Yeah. Right. The idea of a southern gentleman. He was just doing his duty. This had nothing to do with slavery. This had nothing right. to do with yeah. politics. Right. He was a southern gentleman who was stepping in, doing what he had to do to support his fellow statesmen in Virginia and the other wrongful people from the Southern States hey. that were getting overly burdened by the federal government by saying, you're not allowed to hold people in chattel slavery and, anymore. And, and this so. is a larger component of what is called the lost cause of the South, which is yep. a movement of rewriting the history of the South of the civil war. When you hear, Oh, it was just, you know, Farmers protecting their houses from an overreaching federal government. And Robert E. Lee was a gentleman, like Kelly said, and you just have, you know, good people on both sides trying to do the right thing. That's the lost cause. And it's wow, bullshit. good people on both sides. Wow. It's almost yeah. like I've Where heard that argument that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's bullshit. It was about slavery. The the vice president of the southern states said this is about slavery. <laughs> it, they said it themselves. This is not some post hoc interpretation. Dude. Dude, did you did you hear? Sorry, I know this is a little bit of a tangent, but did you hear the states, uh, the state representative in Tennessee 
this week uh, oh, talk, talking about cause. the three-fifths compromise. Yes. Yeah, yes. saying that the only reason yes. that the three-fifths compromise happened is because the North wanted to make sure that the Southern states couldn't allow slaves to vote. That's basically what? his argument. It but, was it was that it was to at least my understanding it was to diminish Southern power. Wow. Yep. Diminish Southern power. So the North forced the three fifths compromise on the South, which is like, wow, that's, that's a very opposite. selective, weird yeah. way it's to the think the about the history. opposite of what happened. It yeah. was yeah. about Southern power. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want to. Ca- the assumption there is that they all assumed that slaves were going to count towards representation as a full person. Yeah. And the, they, they argued it down to three fifths. It's the opposite. The assumption, especially from the South, was that slaves were going to count as zero because they didn't view them as humans. And then we were able to bargain to three fifths. That, right. That's how the three fifths. It wasn't a bargain down. It was a bargain up. Sorry, I it know a, that it was yeah. that was yeah, an off thing, but no, that, that was, was so ridiculous that I had to aside. bring it up. Yeah. Um, great aside. Because I, I mean, it's a it's another one of those lost cause bullshit. It's like. No, you're you're the bad guy. Sorry, yeah. that whole like, are we the baddies? You are. You're the baddies. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in this matchup, is it is it? Sorry, go ahead, Tyler. I was like, well, in this matchup, George Custer also a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> uh, Let's give him his due. Yeah, also a piece of shit. Slaughtered many indigenous people. Um, yeah, like didn't, with and with glee, with glee, and women and children yep, didn't yep. have to. Total shithead. Um, I'm still probably going to vote for Robert E. Lee just because I think the magnitude of I mean, it's hard to say, but just like the magnitude of violence and killing that he was in charge of. George Custer was a colonel, so like, you know, he but he was shitty. But um, uh, yeah, let's let's be clear. He's a colonel in the Union Army. Yeah. All right. So he's a colonel from the Northern Army that after the war was sent west to fight, you know. I think he was Native, on Native McClellan's. Tribe, I think Custer was on McClellan's staff. There's actually a great story. So McClellan was a right. doddering, doddering fool, and uh, they the the general staff gets up to a river and they're all debating about how deep it is and how to figure it out and whatever. And George Custer just charges his horse into the middle of the river and says, "General, it is this deep." <laughs> <laughs> and I just I despite the fact that George Custer is a huge fucking douchebag, I do really appreciate the fact that he embarrassed George McClellan because George McClellan actually should be on this fucking list as a villain. <laughs> but like a doddering, <laughs> stupid moron villain. Fair. Fair. All right, so I go for Lee. I go for Robert E. Lee. Lee. Blake, what do you think? Yeah, Blake. I I can't go for Lee because oh. I oh. it's Bad blood, literally, in my family. So, oh, I, well, that's, my, a, that's another podcast. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My direct great, descendant great, was your great, 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 great grandfather. My great, 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 great grandfather was General George Pickett. I think Pickett's I knew charge. that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The, yeah, yeah that's, I, that's what I, yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't think it was yeah. related to Lee. Yeah, go ahead. No, but, but Lee is largely responsible for ordering that charge. He, he um, is entirely responsible for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Pickett didn't want to do it. And uh, Lee was like, nope, it's going to happen. And it happened. And it was a slaughter. So, I Long can't Street vote didn't want to do it either. It was, it was, it was should, no, should, should, yeah. Yeah. Pick, shouldn't you vote for him because of it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> like, <laughs> this is, this is the I'm biggest good, yeah. villain. We're not picking out who yeah. was nicer here. We're picking out the oh, bigger I asshole see. here. I got yeah. you. Okay. Well, then, yeah. definitely, then I got to vote for Lee. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's unanimous. Robert E. Lee. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Okay. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right. Lee moves on. 
All right, I mean, number but two. I don't want him, I, but I don't want him to be like the winner of the game. That's my fear. Well, that, well, well it's, who's, I, who knows? Impactful. It could go that way. Who yeah, it's, it's, actually it's might be fitting. Well, yeah, especially because we knocked our number one seed off the board, yeah. and now the villain bracket is wide open. Uh, yeah. It actually right. would be very apropos of history if a villain won <laughs> the entire thing. If, if 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 who did Lee did just just a villain just, oh, won, just a somebody villain. from the villain side won the entire I mean, it thing. Probably, it's very apropos. Honestly, of makes yeah. sense historically. Anyways, uh, that's yep. another podcast. Number uh, we have a uh, second seed, Nathan Bedford Forrest. Also of Civil War ilk, but also the KKK. So he's got some shit covered. Yeah. Uh, versus Curtis LeMay. People may not have heard of Curtis LeMay, I but he is responsible is. for... Uh, in the list of like deaths responsible for in the 20th century, it's like Hitler, Stalin, LeMay. It is wild how many yeah, deaths some, he's responsible yeah, some, for. Some might say, uh, you know... FDR since he was the president. That's sure. The but, but I get what you're yeah. saying. If you he was responsible you know, for the, the firebombing property, yeah. firebombings of Japan. Yeah. So just slaughter, uh, yeah, for, for those who don't know, they, um, the, especially Tokyo, but all over, they decided, uh, the, the bomber command in the Pacific decided to, to not only drop nukes, but to destroy with what was essentially napalm, um, entire cities of of uh, japan i believe if my my numbers are correct ninety thousand people died in the fire bombing of tokyo more people died in the fire fire bombing of tokyo than they did in nagasaki or hiroshima it was in and, and they knew what they were doing they were like hey those houses are built with paper and so we're gonna burn them all fucking down uh also he was george wallace's running mate in 1968 so he too like nathan bedford forrest has a whole lot of shit covered in terms of being a (laughs) shitty fucking human i also would really uh recommend um malcolm gladwell's podcast revisionist history uh and then he does a four-part series on curtis lemay and then he has a book that is out or coming out uh, called the bomber mafia of which Curtis LeMay was the most famous member. And oh, that sounds um, fascinating. Definitely got to put that on and, the list. And that you know, great. what's really cool about it is that it's an audio. Well, it's a book. I think it's a book, but he made it specifically as an audio book. So oh, like book and inter- audio book. Interesting. Well, indeed. Uh, the, um, uh like the interviews are are not like a narrator reading them they're the actual archival interviews that he like puts in there and so it's a really like interesting way of of maybe advancing the audiobook medium um so all the way recommended and also it's important for us to know who curtis lemay was because he is a tremendous villain in american history that not a lot of people know about yeah that's actually so you're voting for lemay that was, is that what you're no, saying? No, I mean, That's Nathan Bedford Forrest also was responsible for... First Grand um, Wizard of the ex- KKK, right? Right. Well, and yeah. extending the Civil War, he was... Uh, uh, Shelby Foote, who wrote a... He was an amor- amateur historian, but wrote, like, maybe the most famous narrative well there's uh, it's a competitive category but wrote a very famous narrative of the civil war he said there were two geniuses that came out of the civil war abraham lincoln who we voted off already and nathan bedford forrest and he was um a 
absolutely brilliant general. He was a cavalry general in the West. The West was a possibly, and this is hotly debated, but a possibly more decisive theater of the war than the the, the Eastern Front was. Uh, and so he, he too was responsible for a whole lot of shit in the Civil War. And then, yeah, like Tyler said, first Grand Wizard of the KKK. Pretty yeah, fucking yeah. shitty le- legacy in right, American yeah. history. The so, reason, the reason, basically, that like birth of a nation ended up yep. being made. Yeah. You know, right. yep. first ever <laughs> movie played at the White House in the early yep. 1910s. It's a yep. legacy. It's it's the the opposite side, right, of what, in my opinion, what Robert E. Lee signifies as like the gentleman southerly person, right? Yeah. That did it for duty and honor. Bedford was like a white supremacist yeah. and it was like this is this is as much as they say about state rights it is definitely about slavery it's about us being superior and making sure that our people are taken care of and that's the exact reason why the kkk was born out of it and why he was the first grand wizard um it's it's, like, it's, it's it's hard it's hard to vote against him in this one yeah given I, the lasting think, the real lasting impact exactly. i think i'm gonna vote for him, vote against him because if we're talking about like the impact on american yeah. history Curtis LeMay obviously has some shit and we can talk about the fallout in terms of and like globalism and all of that. It's and obviously very bad, but I, I'm going to go with, I mean, the, the continued legacy of white supremacy that was, uh, yeah, for so much. Yeah. Unfortunately, LeMay helped us win the war in world war two. And that's something that we as a society need to come to terms with and be more acceptance of, of the atrocities that we committed world war two, the atrocities we committed in Vietnam afterwards, the atrocities that we've continued to commit around the planet. That's something that we need to deal with. Um, but yeah, LeMay ended up that bombing campaign was a very important piece of why world war two ended the way that it did. Um, and so the power that the United States has currently is, is based on that and based on his villainy in a way, but it's not just him. There was, that was, that, that's another thing here too, that I think helps me vote for Bedford instead is that I think LeMay is also part of a larger structure in, in the military of the United States during world war two. And, and, he wasn't the only one responsible for making all those decisions. And as a running mate for George Wallace, you, I, I think you can make a decent argument that Curtis LeMay is an inheritor of a tradition that was largely created by Nathan Bedford Forrest. Right. I think that's actually a pretty good point. Yeah. And yep. so, you know, like there's, there's kind of like one derives the other. So one is obviously more important than the other. Uh, Blake, what do you say? As cool as it was that LeMay is being accredited with uh, uh, bringing bringing life into the martial art judo, uh, I think that I'm going to have to go with Mr. Nathan Bedford. It is, again, unanimous. NBF advances. Oh, man. So we're going to have a Lee versus NBF matchup next. That's hardcore. All right. Next, we have Joseph. Again, can you you tell which era of history John's most interested (laughs) in? Which one he thinks most important? Sorry, guys. I mean, would you... Is there another one you would put as number... I mean, I guess two is definitely debatable, but I don't know who more... I mean, I thought about Jefferson Davis, but like... Or I guess you could. Uh, you could he's like, not. I don't think he's important as important to the South as either of those two. I, yeah, um, you could also like do a hipster argument and put like George Washington. 
What? Like on the as, villain as side? A villain, yeah, as a villain and be like, America's bad. Um, oh, I mean, you could you could do that with some of the heroes that we had. On the oh, yeah. Side. No, so totally. Uh, History's right, not black and white. Uh, seed number three, Joseph McCarthy, senator from Wisconsin, leader of... Um, uh, the Red the coolest, co- yeah, the coolest committees ever to be made. The in best, the house. Yeah, yeah, the Committee on Un-American yeah. Affairs, HUAC, yeah. uh, who Bobby Kennedy worked for, which was uh, unfortunate. Um, uh, up against Andrew Jackson, our seventh president. Um, uh, stellar dude. Stellar, stellar dude. dude. Uh, the yeah, um, famous for the nullification crisis. Um, famous for the Trail of Tears. Yeah. Uh, famous for just being a douchebag generally. Famous, famous for hating on Alexander Hamilton's idea of a centralized bank. Yes, which is but in the very frustrating. It's yeah. very wrong. It was it was it was a bad idea that he had. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he's a six seed. I actually, in retrospect, might have reversed this seating here. Um, but anyway, yeah, I was going I was, I was to say when I saw that this afternoon, uh, I immediately went with the underdog pick in this one because I think Jackson's a much more larger figure in the yeah. history of the United States. I think that it, exactly his his anti federal government and pro Southern slavery stance, uh, and and when you combine that with really the horrific things that he thought about the indigenous population and the Trail of Tears and forced removal that he that he uh, kind of masterminded in a way, but definitely pushed forward and made sure that it happened in a lot of states yeah. in the South um, is puts puts him in, uh, at the top, gives him my vote. I mean, fuck Joseph McCarthy. The whole idea that somebody who wants to do free speech and talk about communism as an idea yeah. should get pushed out of any like it's almost it's a more extreme idea of like a cancel culture than what you're seeing today like conservative (laughs) conservative bitch about cancel culture today and it's like do you understand what the right did in the 1950s with joseph mccarthy like they straight up canceled people's lives yeah Yeah, yeah. like that was wild shit that's such a good point dude Yeah, I was. I mean, I'm gonna have to go with Andrew Jackson. Although I think McCarthy, you could say, I think also like the lasting effects of just um, the lasting effects of of just like some of the things like that's communism, that's socialism, like that's totalitarianism is what you're describing. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually none of those things. And Joseph McCarthy is very responsible for a lot of that. I feel like, um, mm, but Andrew Jackson just, yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah. the atrocities it's like, it, it, that he committed. The idea that we cleared, like, McCarthy out of the American idealism when people finally were like, okay, now you've gone too far after four or five years yeah. of the stuff that he was pulling on the national scene uh, and that somehow just, like, pumped the brakes on everything. It's exactly what you see in the far right now with Trump where it's like, ah, oh, well, you know, you got him out and it's totally fine. You know, you just pump the brakes on it, man. It's good. You're like, yeah, but lasting effects. Ideas last. Those are the same ideas from the 50s that are being regurgitated now yeah. on the right. Yeah. It's what you see. People are un-American on the left. It's un-American for people to be on the left, basically, for a lot of people that are Trump supporters. Right. You bet. Blake, what do you think? Man, I mean, I'm going to have to go with Joseph McCarthy as well. All right. I, it's It's... Yeah. Just because we're still deal I mean I feel like we're still dealing with his bullshit more right now. Sure. Uh 
I vote for Jackson. You had me a trail of tears. Yeah. 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 That was enough. That was enough for me. Yep. All right. Uh, Plus the, like, I, I, the, the states rights, anti-federalism shit, like that bothers me. That's one reason I don't like Jefferson. And one reason I do like Hamilton. Uh, the, you know, like Henry Clay was badass because he believed in internal improvements and a role for the federal government. And then Lincoln is an inheritor of the Hamilton Clay tradition. And I see that throughout American history that like, we should have a robust investment in ourselves. Um, and Jackson was, was not that Jackson was an inheritor of the Jeffersonian tradition, which is, um, bothersome to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeoman farmer, individual liberty, and also a firm believer in the Monroe Doctrine, which was, we're not doing anything outside of our borders. The only thing that matters is making sure that American people are prosperous. Also right. weird. It sounds like that that's another theme that pops up often. <laughs> Turns out isolationism. Uh, all right. So our fourth seed versus fifth seed, we have Bull Connor, the commissioner of public safety for Birmingham. He is, uh, I would say kind of like an avatar. We could have put George Wallace here too, as an avatar of like the backlash against the civil rights movement. Strom Thurmond. He is could have been this. Or Strom Thurmond yep. indeed. Yep. yep. <laughs> Just pick, um, pick your slew of Dixiecrat. Yeah. Democrats yeah. from the yeah. South. <laughs> um, you know, any any news real footage you've seen of protesters in the South getting uh, knocked over by fire hoses or attacked by dogs is probably from Birmingham in in 1963 uh, it, it, by way of Bull Connor's orders. Um, so he he was really famous in 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 that action. Um, then you have uh, the fifth seed Rutherford B Hayes, who we will all remember as the beneficiary of the corrupt bargain of 1876 which i guess as we've seen as a theme it uh was important because it ended reconstruction yeah again civil, civil war shout out civil war shout out um i will make the case that it is the most important event in american history yeah i oh, mean and then and, and, but that. but the corrupt bargain in the end of reconstruction is a very very key important part exactly. of how of how yep. the early 20th century worked all the way up until the civil rights movement that we're still dealing with today because yes. the 60s would not have needed yes. to happen had the federal government continued to say no you're not allowed to enforce to put in Jim Crow laws no you're not allowed to forcefully and violently stop african americans yes. from owning the land we gave them as reparations for being slaves yes. uh, all of the voter suppression that we're dealing with right now is uh yes. it yes. it started after the corrupt bargain of 1876 yep. and the end of reconstruction yeah. like the the they say that the north won the war but the south won the peace yeah. And a lot oh, 100%. of the, yeah, no and, doubt about and that. Yeah. a whole lot of shit that we deal with today is because of the events of not the Civil War, but the Reconstruction yeah. after a Civil War. And the fact that we lost that is largely because Rutherford B. Hayes, there was a uh, contested uh, presidential election in 1876. It went to the House of Representatives. Rutherford B. Hayes says, hey, guys from the South, vote for me and I'll pull some of those troops out of the south which we and the they North did, still had and he did exactly and, and that ended reconstruction and if you go back and look at reconstruction there was a, a much higher uh, black voting share than you would expect there were black representatives like yes. it was working and then the corrupt bargain happened and then Dude, you're, you're it, seeing it now in the last 15 you are seeing years it now where yeah. you're seeing 
communities where you have a higher proportion of African-Americans getting their first seats again in those districts and it hasn't been since fucking 1869 exactly. yeah. you hear a lot of yeah. like the first yeah. black senator from yada yada since 1874 and the reason is is because that was when reconstruction was actually working and yep. we abandoned it too early um yeah. i will be voting so. for rutherford b hayes i am old school hating rutherford b hayes i will actually probably be, <laughs> I, I think it's not the first i know you are i, I know it's the first yeah. time i've said that phrase on this podcast <laughs> that i'm old school hating rutherford b hayes um, I will actually probably be looking at these names. I will probably be voting Rutherford B. Hayes all the way through uh, like, as a villain. Um, and I also will just quote uh, America the book here, the Daily Show book, that <laughs> yes. Rutherford B. Hayes is a taint on the presidency, not so much as is the definition of a taint as the discoloration, but as the actual anatomic place between the ball sack and the anus. That. <laughs> <my> <laughs> Thank you, Daily Show writing staff. Right. Love it. That's right. <laughs> That's my vote. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, Hayes I gets too, my vote for sure. Yeah. yeah, I too am old school hating Rutherford B. Hayes, and I too <laughs> will be voting for Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> I'm going as well. Yeah. All right, yeah, it's all right. unanimous. Unanimous. A sweep. That's a sweep. A lot. A lot less. A uh, lot less uh, debate on the villain Contention. side. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, less yeah. attention at the end. Definitely. All right, we're popping back over the hero side. Uh, our boy, our hero, first in our hearts. Well, actually, eighth in our hearts, but you know, <laughs> uh, Ben Franklin up against our girl Ida B. Wells. How are we all feeling? I'm probably going to go with Ida B. Wells here on this one because I do think that had, had it been Abraham Lincoln, it might be different. But. Uh, <laughs> But uh, also, I'm get... glad that we don't have to pick between Abraham Lincoln and Ida B. Wells. Yeah, that would not be. That would That's not be, true. Yeah, that would to be honest. Or Frederick Douglass, for that matter. Yeah, for it's that tougher matter. for white guys to sit around and go, fuck yeah, Abraham <laughs> yeah, Lincoln. Yeah. So much better in American history <laughs> than these African Americans that yeah. matter to their communities. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, can, I can safely say that Ben Franklin, um, other than. Um, you know, smoking marijuana, which smoking is marijuana the most get, important thing in American history yeah. and getting a bunch of shout outs uh, by rappers. I think other than that, <laughs> um, I think that his influence has a little bit, you know, impact is maybe not so much as Ida it's B. Wells. And the, I think it's Wayne yeah. for sure. Yeah. Wayne a little yeah. bit. So I'm going to go with Ida B. Wells. Yeah, I agree with you, Tyler. In this matchup, I'm going to have to go with Ida B. Wells, too. I think uh, where, where she stands uh, just has much more influence on the 20th century of American history than uh, Franklin's uh, entire influence on the history of our country does. So I got to go with Wells. For me, it's going to boil down to the fact that Benjamin Franklin was a slave owner. So, Ooh. yeah, buddy. All right. Also true. Also true. So Wells moves on. Look at that. Oh, man. Into the, John, into who, the who are you going to vote for? I vote, well, I, vote, I vote Wells as well. Okay. Uh, you, I didn't vote wanna, Wells. you didn't want to push the, try to push the eighth seat after he upset it. <laughs> no lincoln you didn't want to try I, to convince I, us I, I mean aside from just the 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 burning hatred by which i voted against benjamin franklin <laughs> uh i do think ida b wells has a bigger impact than benjamin franklin legitimately because the naacp turns out is really fucking important uh all right now this one i think is going to be a tough one yeah martin luther king jr up against alexander hamilton we 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 have the soul of america up against the pocketbook of america 
Yeah, well, I'm an Baby, anti-capitalist, so there's only one answer for that. I don't know. <laughs> Am I a real anti-capitalist? That's a little bit of a strong statement. It's a little more murky <sighs> for me, listeners, if you really care about the definition. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, again, it's like both of them, like there's a lot of bedrocks that have been set by both of them also, right? Like I think we could say, and things that are going off of. So I lean MLK just because his legacy is so alive right now, but that's also like particular to this moment. Um, uh, so I guess, yeah, but you can't take You can't take that out of context. Yeah. All oh, right. It's yeah. like, well, I just say, so like we should note, I did not include Trump here because we just haven't had enough time. Right. Um, yeah, I'm glad you didn't. No, honestly. we didn't need to do that. Yeah. And like, again, we don't know what his legacy is going to be yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Right. Um, He's still alive. I mean, it's it's a year after his presidency. There's no way we can understand. I mean, we're still there's a, a great ap- apocryphal story about um, so in Lai, who was the number two to uh, Mao Zedong in China, was it the um, one of the one of the peace conferences for Vietnam, and someone asked him, "What do you think about the uh, French Revolution?" And he said, "It's too early to tell." Um, <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Which I is, mean, it's an apocryphal yeah. story, but it, it, it's one of those apocryphal stories that you just, let's just say it's true because it, it, <laughs> it tells the truth, which is history, uh, is really hard to tell, especially if it's, it's near. Um, it's so also, I, I think, I think it, it's also, uh, helps your point because I'm pretty positive, John, you're going to vote for Hamilton here. Um, that the lasting, um, lasting impact over the last 250 years 280 years at this point um is his idea about you know structured federal government strong purchasing power a centralized way to pay for stuff a single monetary unit um without that the the united states would have failed and it would have failed many times there would be no such thing as a union um the reason that I am going to vote for Martin Luther King is the opposite, which is the quote that you said <laughs> from Mao Zedong's second, which is that it's still too early to tell. We're still living through the American experiment. Um, and while Hamilton, uh, his ideas has helped us got here, I think MLK is more important to where we are as a society currently. So I have a futures pick. Again, I guess I guess it's a little bit of a futures pick, but it's also I think there's more there's more we're all social creatures and democracy is a social game that we all play with each other to allow us to come together and have some kind of agreement on how we're going to govern ourselves and how we're going to live with each other. Um, And I think that Martin Luther King's views and his work in the civil rights movement is more important to where we are currently than the underlying foundations of the monetary system and the federal government power. One of my favorite quotes just generally is Martin Luther King. We all came over in different ships, but we're in the same boat now. Exactly. Uh, Kelly, you have actually convinced me I was going to vote for Hamilton. uh, But I, (laughs) I, I, I very much like the argument you laid out about the, the futures, especially like, I think Hamilton maybe is more important to, the survival to date. Uh, but I don't think, I think he has diminishing returns going forward and much more diminishing returns going forward compared to 
Martin Luther King, because as technology advances, we get closer to what Marx would actually call capitalism, which is the elimination of scarce resources. And as that happens, Hamilton is going to become less important in his thoughts and Martin Luther King Jr. will become more important in in how, frankly, our species survives. Uh, And with climate change and, and nuclear warfare and, I don't know, you know, pandemics maybe uh and so uh i actually i will be changing my vote to martin all right what i i'm amazed i'm amazed i didn't think that i was gonna it was a good argument good job yeah blake yeah that's impressive uh it's hands down mlk and because alexander hamilton apparently there's new information now as of last year that he was Probably a slave owner and involved with buying and selling of slaves. Very good um, chance. Yep. So I'm going to have to as a, as a good portion okay. of our founding fathers were. Yeah. 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 Um, yep. All right. Moving over back to the villain side. Yeah, yeah. Back to the dark side. What we have our this this is this is the quarter or the semifinals. We're determining uh, who's gonna who's gonna go to the the. What should we call this? <laughs> the like the Washington Cup? Or or like <laughs> the, the Freedom Cup? These are the quarter freedom Let's cup. not quarter call it the Freedom Cup because no. if a villain no, wins, then I'm gonna feel real right, bad. Right. I I think well, yeah, it's tough if a villain wins, but I feel like I we should know. call it like the Sitting Bull Cup or something like that. We don't have enough indigenous representation on the bracket, so maybe we like name the mm. cup after them anyway we'll just call, I, it, we'll just call I, yeah, it i don't yeah i don't like that idea we'll not, just call it yeah, game of gonna, game of brackets for now you, no the okay. game, game of brackets all right well we have uh number one seed uh robert e lee versus number two seed nathan bedford forest i think again you're looking at uh futures versus diminishing returns um and I think it's difficult, actually, on that one. But I, I think, yeah, I might go with, oh, God, yeah, because it's even in that context, it's difficult. But maybe Nathan Bedford Forrest, just because, again, like, the lasting impacts of the KKK white supremacy. Um, although, I, would, one, I would say the, the Lee does not need Nathan Bedford Forrest to be terrible to America, but Nathan Bedford Forrest does need Robert E. Lee. That's a good point. In terms of their ability to, you know, perform terrible actions. So I will be voting for Lee. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I see that argument, John. Um, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to vote for Forrest because I agree with Tyler. I think that the lasting uh, idealism right of white white supremacy and racism in the South is, is largely more on his shoulders than it is on Lee's shoulders. I agree that. And uh, Forrest wouldn't had had the opportunity to end up being who he was in the long run and what he did after the war without Lee and what Lee did. Um, but that sentiment that Forrest represents was still there in the South, right? And I think even if he wasn't the figure, there would have been somebody else. And so I, I vote for him because I think that the sentiment that he represents is more impactful. Balake? Balake, what do you think? I'm definitely going to have to go with Nathan Bedford Forrest. Oh. All right. All right. Upset again. Those first seeds, seeds, seeds out of there. Out. Get him out. All right. 
Andrew Jackson versus Rutherford B. Hayes. We know who Tyler's voting for. Rutherford B. Hayes all the way to the end, baby. All the way to the end. Also, uh, the only time in this bracket we're going to have two presidents go against each other. Yeah, right, 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 right. If if we were really going to do, like, most important, it would have just been a list of presidents, mostly. So like yeah, I almost I yeah. almost suggested that as one of the other things. We could just do a bracket of presidents. Um, we could yeah, but like point. but yeah. What do people think? What do we, what do we think? I mean, we already know the reconstruction is 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 really bad. It's really really bad. <laughs> like it's so fucking bad, so bad that I think I'm voting for rather than be Hayes. Yeah, I I'm leaning towards Hayes too. Um I think that the the symbol that Jackson was and what he stood for um, in terms of he, he didn't he didn't say it this way, but looking back, you can look at it as kind of a racial purity doctrine, right? Fully supported slavery, wanted to get indigenous peoples out of the way to make sure that whites were prosperous, paved the way for what the South was going to be in the 1840s. Um, without that in the white house, there probably would have been that same type of progression. It may not have been as quickly, but the corrupt bargain by Hayes is too much. So he gets my vote. There it is. Like it's already been, it's already going to Hayes, but what do you think? Yeah, no, I'm Hayes as well. As well. Yeah. All right. Boom. Semifinals and, uh, Semi-finals. Ida B. Wells versus Martin Luther King. So very difficult, right? And I, I will say, because patriarchy, I don't know enough as much about Ida B. Wells that, as I know about MLK, so I'm just going to name that right now. Um, I, re- I, re- I recently read, uh, because I was like realizing this about myself, the autobiography for Rosa Parks. Rose Parks did a bunch of other shit than just sit in the bus. Everybody. Yeah, tons of, other shit. tons of other shit. They're like, she was a seamstress. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And there's a whole story of like ha- feminine, why that happened. Like, oh, woman, she needs to be like a dainty seamstress. Like, actually, she was a pretty yeah. powerful, badass woman who was like, you're, I'm not yeah. going to get the fuck up and go fuck yourself. Um, yeah, and then right. did a bunch yep. of other shit. Um, but I think I'm going to vote for MLK because, and maybe this is also, I mean, I, in Ida B. Wells, organizing i don't know but where he was going with his movement is where I, this is like a, like a futures pick of where i hope that our current social justice move is going uh people were like oh like you know the the powers that be or if you want to talk about like whatever is really threatening you know the people behind the curtain if you believe in that sort of thing it was all well and good while he was just getting white people and black people just like, you know, do that. But then when he was like, no, I'm actually going to build a multiracial movement um, against the uh, owning class of uh, workers. Oh, soon after that happened, he was assassinated. Interesting. Um, and that is the place where that is like where the majority of us can all come together uh, is against the fucking 1%. And so I'm going to vote for MLK. That's fair. Yep, that's totally fair. Um yeah, it's a, it's a tough one uh, for me too, but I think I got to give the edge. Uh, I think actually pretty clearly in my mind is to Martin Luther King Jr. in this one. Um, Ida B. Wells is a very important person, um, but yeah, it, it's hard. As 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 uh, our listeners may not know this, but I have a I have a graduate degree in twentieth century history, focused on the United States, and it's hard to 
understate how radical Martin Luther King was to a lot of people in the United States, right? We ha- I know we had talked about it earlier, like maybe including Malcolm X, who was seen as way more radical, right? Kind of started the idea of the Black Panther movement, of a more military idealism of how you're going to push against white oppression in black communities. Martin Luther King just saying that we need to have sit-ins, we need to do this peacefully, was so much more radical at the beginning of it than people give it credit for now. People who don't understand how really, truly radical that was in the 60s. And he's not the only figurehead. It's because that history provided him the opportunity, especially during the March on Washington, to give the I Have a Dream speech, which if we had a brackets of best speeches ever made, that might be a number one seed that wins out in that one. Um, but that's a good idea is best speeches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, a good bracket it, idea. It, it's just, it's so hard. It, it, when it comes down to just two people, it's so hard in this moment to, to vote against Martin Luther King. So yeah, he's gotta be my pick in this one. I can right. Those are good reasons, Kelly. I'm going to go with MLK too. And, and because I feel like his time was cut short and, um, like Ida Wells did a bunch of stuff, but if she was assassinated at 39, she wouldn't have been able to to accomplish a bunch of other things. So for that reason alone, I'm going to say MLK because he got the short short stick. Uh, underrated speech of his would be his um, Nobel Peace Prize speech. Uh, it's mm. really good. I like it a yep. lot. Um, it talks about uh, making sure that our technological advancements does not out pace our moral advances uh which i think is extremely relevant for right now yeah, how prophetic is that jeez it's, totally. it's it is it is um it's kind of wild to to in parts it's it's an extremely modern speech um so i'd highly recommend it i also as an interesting little thought exp- or a, an interesting juxtaposition is watch that and then watch barack obama's nobel peace prize speech uh back to back because obama makes the argument for war yeah, in which his, which is interesting. Uh, yeah. I think in part because he was fucking mad that he got yeah, the Nobel yeah, Peace yeah, Prize, yeah, yeah, I think he was <laughs> <laughs> which is understandable because he was like, "Hey, congratulations! You're not George Bush. Here's a Nobel Peace Prize." Yeah, right? Exactly. And he's like, "Great, yeah, that yeah. makes my domestic politics harder, which makes all the things you want me to accomplish more difficult." Yeah. So, yeah. thanks, guys. Yeah. But yeah. that's that's. I think another... I think we're talking ourselves into a bracket of best speeches. Yeah, right, right. I like yeah, that. Right, right. Yeah, no, I really like that. I would have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So MLK nice. advances to the finals. Yeah. Side note on the MLK assassination: Malcolm X was assassinated when he was, you know, black separatist. Then he went to Mecca and he saw like people of all different races all worshiping, and he real he had like this epiphany moment where he realized that like it would be much more powerful if people all came together against something. And then he went back to the United States and started talking about that. And then he also got assassinated. So. Interesting, yeah, circum- weird, similar yeah, circumstances and under which out. they had a different, like, I they were moving to bring a lot of unifying and then they were killed. So anyways, take, make meaning of that what you will, listeners. It meant that, that mm. they were going to be more powerful movements. Yeah. And there's yeah. going to be less control by a white government. Yeah. Anyways. That's what it yeah. is. Go ahead. Villain semifinals. Nathan Bedford Forrest versus Rutherford B. Hayes. There's only one way I can vote in this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I... I would have a difficult choice uh, if it was Lee. I don't think it's difficult against Nathan Bedford Forrest with Rutherford B. Hayes. Um, 
and I think it's 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 very clear against Nathan Bedford Forrest that it's Rutherford B. Hayes. Rutherford B. Hayes is like the Hulk version to Bruce Banner's uh mm. Nathan Bedford Forrest. <laughs> yeah. If you want to talk about like yeah. perpetuating white supremacy. Yeah. Ah, dude, see I was gonna I was gonna pull like a totally different superhero villain type of <laughs> analogy here where it's it's more like a um Mm. Uh, maybe I can't make a, a great one-to-one, but the reason that Hayes is so much worse is that they both influenced a lot of violence and a lot of policy that pushed through until the 20th century and that we're still dealing with today. And Hayes did it because of power reasons and for personal privilege reasons that he signed off millions of people in the South to their fate. And so fuck him for that. He deserves to be voted for in this category. Blake? Hayes. All right. Definitely. Yep. I mean, All right. I hate him so much. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Luther King versus Rutherford B. Hayes. What a great, what a great matchup we've co- we have come to here in the end. So Actually what agree. we have decided is that the central issue in America is white supremacy. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. Well, I mean, the way, yeah, the way that this was set up, it forced us a little bit into that conversation more than other things. Yeah. Um, God, this is, this is a tough one. Cause I don't want a villain to come out on top Listen, but in terms of influence on American history. I'm making a futures pick. I'm, I'm making um, a futures pick, yes. but I'm going to vote for MLK. Cause I want him on top at the end of the day. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't, I mean, you know, Listen, the world is a wonky place and is progress real and all of that. But where we are right now, it seems that if these two people's influence was like, you know, the end of Reconstruction and Jim Crow versus MLK, it appears that MLK is winning that battle, that right there. At this point. And that is the trajectory. Especially with the younger generations in this country. Yes. A lot less racism. Yes. There's a lot. We're, you know. People in our generation and younger are f- trying to continue to really fight against structural racism, which is a long-lasting thing yeah. from Jim Crow. Not not only Jim Crow, but just yeah. communities around yeah. the country at that point. But like, what do you think? Yeah, I well, I, I'm definitely going to vote for MLK. Although I would like to try and tie this up so we could do the coin toss. <laughs> <laughs> but um, leave it to chance. <laughs> But um, piggybacking on your comment about the youth, I definitely have noticed that they're much less apathetic and uh, engaged, I guess, much more engaged. So that's really nice to see. Um, so if you, uh, on the futures note, I think that I think that the the BLM side of things, the movement is is winning. Um, and I hope that it continues to sway that way. So. The arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. And I will be voting for Martin Luther King Jr. for that reason. He is the winner of our American uh, bracket. Unanimous. Uh, Unanimous unanimous winner. Hell yeah. And we love that. Yeah. That was great Also, the irony is not lost on me that I just said hell yeah, even though he was a Christian minister. So. (laughs) (laughs) God, Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. We're down to play again. More. We could, yeah, have so many other things in there. We could do this one again with different people. Maybe Abraham Lincoln, you got to get a different, another shot at it. 
So on that note, uh, listeners, please leave us a comment. Let us know if you liked this bracket game, game of brackets. And uh, we will we will continue doing them if so. Godspeed, everybody. I can safely say that Ben Franklin, um, other than, um, you know, smoking marijuana, which is the most important thing in American history and getting a bunch of shout outs uh, by rappers.